Hey, what's going on, everybody? You listen to Seggy Station. Just a man that has a nickname, always a lot to say with no shame. Tuesday, December 13, 2022. Been about a month since I've been back here on the podcast. Fired up to be back here today. Rich, my NBA phenom, coming through to touch up on some of the sports world with me as there's plenty to catch up on. Not been here in about three weeks, close to four Last podcast I did, I was not able to get up on the Twitch stream, so my apologies to anybody who likes to check me out there, but apparently I only get five views a week on my podcast, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with people talking shit to me about that when I'd wonder to see how many views they could get on their podcast if they did some or any when I'm up over 275 episodes. And at this point, with all the stuff that I've talked about here on the podcast and where I've kind of drifted my podcast along the way, talking about all these things that I see and hear, along with talking about my passion and all the things I see and hear involving sports. It's really brought me down to see a lot of this stuff happening around me, to hear some of my own people I would call my friends saying and having certain opinions about things that when I try and say something about it or if I tell them to listen to my podcast or have any type of different approach or view on the situation, they don't want to hear it. And I think I've built up so much sadness along the way trying to use my quote unquote platform that I created and that I came out and tried to do something with some friends or by myself and kind of have a little bit of escape mechanism like sports are for so many people. And it worked for a little bit of time for me. And now I've realized that at the end of the day, even when I'm podcasting, I'm still hurting so much inside. I still have so much pain. And with a lot of things that I see and hear, that's only bringing out more of it. It's hard to come in here and express some of my thoughts and feelings especially when you think no one cares. But at the end of the day, if I'm not doing this, I'm even more sad. Even if no one's listening to it, even if no one gives a absolute F about it. I see so many people doing things that I think I'm doing just as good at and they're making buku bucks doing it on national TV. So to me, if I give up on trying to use my voice and be here on the podcast, then I'd be not only letting myself down, but maybe anybody else down that likes to check out the podcast. Look forward to doing it today. Seggy Station. You can always check us out on my Twitch stream. It's underscore Seggy underscore G. Try to use my Instagram to get up some posts of what we're doing on my podcast at Seggy Station. Definitely not using as much of my Twitter at Seggy Station as there's obviously some commotion going on with Twitter. And I think that's kind of gotten all out of hand with Obviously, things happening in the sports world, i.e. Brittany Griner's return from the Russia prison uh, wrongful detainment she was dealing with. And everyone on Twitter is now an expert in foreign prisoner swap policies. Um, It seems to be like that with anything that happens when you're talking about on Twitter. Um, But apparently there's no misinformation there. Um, I find it interesting to see where some of these social media avenues seem to be going. Twitter, Instagram, I saw 
adding a too edgy post where everyone's got to have a post up of what they're doing or how they're looking and what they're feeling. And it's like, I know so many people that aren't doing that. So it would just be weird to start doing that. And I think that's where a lot of people struggle as well. Somebody like me, I really don't use social media like that. Um, I, I, it's funny to me. I've been saying where I come in here on the podcast and I can do this, talk on the mic, have the, the video on me doing it, but I, I don't like taking pictures. I don't like posting pictures. Uh, I don't like people knowing what I'm about, but you can come check it out here on the podcast and see how I'm doing and see what I have to say. But that's about how I, all I have for you. But to see some of the things happening um, with social media and how people are not only reacting that, to that, but how social media has kind of driven um, Elon Musk and some of these representatives to kind of take these steps, it's just sad. It's just flat out sad to me. Um, it's definitely impacting the sports world, in my opinion. And I think it's impacting the general population as well, which I got into it the other day with a couple of my friends from the Essex Indoor Golf Center where I work. And I found it really interesting, the conversation we are having, um, non-sports related, got all blasted up over it. Hopefully I'll have time to touch on it. But uh, I think it's interesting the way relationships and friendships and over time um, you either move or you grow apart or you don't talk as much or you last forever and that's your best friend. And it's just such a strange time for so many people, I think, now with things ramping back up with illness and people still wondering about things happening economically and going forward financially for a lot of people. Things, I think, are going to be a little bit stressful. So for me, I've pretty much been saying and feeling this for a while, but I'm just not living in the right time. And apparently it was a lot harder to make it back in the day, but I would disagree. I would disagree with that. Um, let me get off my tangent and rants before Rich pops in here. Uh, I haven't been here on the podcast in a while. I know a lot of people are wondering and asking the few people that listen to my podcast, shout out Tommy Fulner. Uh, you know, congrats on your Big 12 championship, pal. You don't have to be a fucking total douchebag to people, though. Um, it's kind of kind of a fucking dick move, dude. Uh, makes you kind of low because you don't understand um, why people, what people are doing or why they're doing it. So I don't think you should comment on it like you do just because your team won a Big 12 championship um, in college football. Uh, pretty fucking weak. Um, but I, I really just haven't been around. A, I've been, I've been busy. B, I've been doing other things in my free time. C, a lot of my other counterparts that stop in on the podcast are doing the same. And for me to stop in, pop in by myself, um, I, I do like doing it. I, it's hard to kind of keep it, um, organized when there's so much happening and I'm not around as much. And there's so much to talk about and there's so many things on my mind. And at the end of the day, it don't even really matter. So I just kind of sit and live with it rather than come in here and put it out there for people to check it out. I mean, what does it matter? Um, but that's a bad attitude as well. Uh, so I've kind of been getting more sad and 
trying to kind of crawl out of this hole I've been in when it comes to the podcast, because there is a ton happening in sports and there is a lot to talk about when it comes to the sports world. I just think there's a lot happening elsewhere where conversation should be had and more should be talked about and brought in to the surface when it comes to some of these conversations. And that's just not happening. Um, you know, and I can talk about sports all day, every day and games and predictions and standings and all that. I mean, that's great. Injuries, which are happening all the time and the kryptonite of sports. But then I see something like Mike Leach and I'm not even a college football fan. But to see that Mike Leach story and thinking of his family and that entire situation just brings back so many bad memories for me. My uncle, a little over a month ago, letting me know that he has a rare form of cancer. He has to go through aggressive chemotherapy and start up bone marrow transplants after that. And all the stuff he now has to do to just potentially save his life when people are dying every day. And I get it. People are being born every day. And there's a lot to celebrate. Marriage and and great things happening to people, job promotions and, and buying houses and having babies. Cause I see people all doing that, that I know now and posting about that. And that's all fucking great, man. I, there two things can be true. I could be happy and, and excited and feel good for all those people, but still be feeling the way I'm feeling because of the things that have happened to me. And the people that are dealing with things that happened to them, they, you think they want they think they want that? You think they want to be feeling that way? You think they want to be struggling? You think they want to be worrying? You think they want to be going through heartache and pain and whatever it is, trying to get through sadness, anxiety, depression? I mean, this is this is real life shit that a lot of people are dealing with that no one wants to talk about because they just want to skip to living in the moment, being happy, not being negative, uh, trying to I mean, it's just a, it's a whole bunch of shit, man, to me. And I've grown so stuck into trying to differentiate the two. Like, yeah, sports are really great and I love sports and I always have passion for talking about sports and I've played sports my whole life. I'm a golf professional. I, I stay fit. I, I like to golf. I like to teach golf more than anything on this planet. Um, but when you're sad, it's tough to come in and act like everything's fine all the time and talk about topics or sports-related events or games, predictions, standings and shut it down and be like, wow, I just did that and nobody thinks I'm struggling or sad or upset or going through it or dealing with things. And that's just that's just too hard for me. I was struggling with that. At my old job, um, I seem to be doing better with that at my new job because um, I think it's a different environment, which has helped me. Um, so at the end of the day, I, I know people and I met people that I consider my friends and care about and all kinds of things that I'll probably never see and talk to again. I think about that with my college friends. Now I kind of slip into my do it from the start friends and everyone's growing up and 
doing their own thing, moving, having kids, getting married, all the great things. And that's that's all great. That'll probably happen for me at some point, hopefully. But at, at the end of the day, I'm still struggling with so much that I originally started this podcast to get away from. And at the end of the day, I realized I'm not going to get away from it. And so a lot of times... It's not that I don't think I'm going to get through it. It's just that I'm getting tired of going through it. I've seen a couple of different posts about it, um, all kinds of different posts. And, you know, I'm not the only person out there um, battling through heartache. And, I mean, it's happening. I mean, it's just, it's just everywhere all the time. And I think good stories and positive stories and all that is great. Um, like I said, I'm down for all that and about all that for all people all the time. But in reality, that's just not how it works. And what I then come to find out is here we are having potted in a month and there's way too much in sports to catch up on. So the podcast is all over the place, but I'm going to try it and I'm happy to be here and I'm really appreciative of all the people that do support the podcast, check in on me care about what I'm doing here on the podcast, want to come and join the conversation, follow along or check out on any of this stuff that I've been posting all these, all these couple years, almost three years now, I think, I don't know, I lose track of time. It's just zipping on by. It's crazy to me now. Thanksgiving is almost a month by. We're 10 days away from Christmas. I mean, it's just going to be a new year in the blink of an eye. I mean, that's just where we're at. Football season will be done in four weeks. Playoffs will begin, and before you know it, 61 days from now, we'll be at the Super Bowl. Um, NBA season is flying by. A lot of things to talk about there, and I'm hoping Rich will be here in a moment to do so. You're listening to Seggy Station. Apologize for my rant, but it's tough out here. It's tough. Yeah, bro, so get you in here now. Much love for finally you getting around. I tough, feel tough, like I man. haven't seen you in so long. Last pod we did, we did uh, together. It was about little, almost on a month now, four or five days. I think it'll be a month exactly. Um, I didn't, I uh, StreamYard like updated or something. I didn't even fucking, I didn't know how to use it right. So it wasn't up on Twitch. I got the recording up, but a lot of people that, even check out my pod. Apparently, 05, check it out a week because Tom Fulner's talking shit in a fantasy football group that I'm in. Fucking douchebag. Anyways, I already got I already got that rant out of the way. Moral of the story is I barely got the pod up last time you were here. So I was fucking down about that. I got it up this time, no problem. And let me see. I got the recording going. Yeah, I do. What's good, dude? How you doing? What's up? What's so, up? Um, let me know. If, am I being skippy at all? No, I can hear you. No. Yeah. Yeah, you're good. Okay. All right. What's good? Like it was a little bit. Uh, yeah, crazy, crazy that it's been a month right now. I know. I was watching everything. You texted me last night. You probably texted me at like what, like eight or nine. I didn't see it till later. But funny enough, like around that time, I was like, yo, like I should probably like get psyched up. Like trying to, I don't know. So much NBA, so much football stuff going on. Like it's just. Got to get back on here, talk about everything. I feel like every time we get on here, we only touch on like four or five.
five things and there's a million things going on so always good to get on yeah that's basically where i'm at now with the pod i just haven't been doing as much a because of that b just super busy and c just a lot of a lot of stuff i've been seeing bro that is just wild to me i just got to throw this in before before we start up with the rest of the sports which is I knew this was going to happen when I started talking about this on my podcast, but I did not think that it was going to happen like this, dog. I did not think that the reaction to Brittany Griner finally getting home would be the way it has. And I don't understand. Like, I think multiple things can be true, which I've said to you here multiple times about multiple things here on the podcast that we've talked about, which is, can't we just be happy that she's home and want to get the other dude home too, that everyone's complaining about wasn't in the deal and everyone's like more mad about that than the fact that she's home. Like literally friends that I know that are, that come into the golf place were freaking out that night, bro. I swear to God, like I got into it with people at work and people are looking at me and I'm like, nah, dude, this is crazy to me. Like what the fuck? And like, I just can't believe that this is how people are going to react to don't all people want to get all people home. Like it's just fucked up to me to see where we're at, bro. And, And it's just how I feel about shit going on with Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and you name it, dog. It's just, it shit is so beyond fucked up to me where I, they can't even talk about it on the national platforms anymore because the only way you can get any of that stuff is from the, the Twitter and fucking all that. It's just dumb to me, bro. It's just stupid. It's, it's a shame that people are, are turning it into, oh, well, like this is this is what it is and this is who she oh uh, well and like and i'm like nah dude what like it, it, we can get the other guy home too hopefully like and like i don't know i just don't understand i i just don't understand dude and i i've just grown so frustrated with how people have literally i don't know when you think everybody would be on the same page it, it's like no it's like the book is 200 pages long when it comes to some of these things that are happening, uh, sports related, non-sports related and take the politics right the fuck out of it, dude. This is just, a, this is a human being like anybody else. And that's all I'm trying to say when it comes to some of this stuff that's happening. And nobody wants to do that anymore. Everybody wants to stand on one side, be on one side, bitch about the other side, uh, uh whatever side you're on. And it's just, stu- I just, I don't understand it anymore, dude. I really don't. I, I I'm just, it makes me f- it makes me really upset. It really does. Cause it'd be cool to come in here and just talk about sports and be talking about sports. But to me, this is sports related, dude, because it's gotten to a point where I see people, uh, complaining about all kinds of shit when it comes to sports, um, leaking in some politics, uh, to talk about it just because that's what they want to talk about when it comes to sports. So to act like we can't talk about this stuff on a sports podcast is also just, 2000s to me like we're living in 2023 in a couple weeks and people are still acting like we're in 1994 when i was fucking born and it's just it's not gonna work dude it's not gonna work and and with how people have gotten uh so derogatory in my opinion and just i don't understand it i really don't i don't even know i don't even know what else to say it's I feel bad. I really do. I feel really bad because I thought like her getting home would be celebratory, like a little bit more, a little bit more of a good thing than it turned out to be a bad thing. And now I'm seeing like, she don't even know. I knew this was going to happen anyways, but like, she don't know how she's going to move on with her life after this. And I attribute a lot of that to the reaction, bro, which is a fucking damn shame nowadays 
when it, all you you find yourself in the headlines and it can change your life. That that's where we're at. <laughs> Whether you're famous or not, I mean, you don't have to be famous to find yourself on the news, bro. <laughs> it's crazy. It sucks. I mean, you said it. The whole the whole thing was just kind of politicized, which is unfortunate. So like this this Marine Paul Whalen, he's you know in Russian prison over there. Like he's been there for four years. Yeah. Like, the immediate reaction starts to be like, oh, Biden couldn't trade for him. It's like, okay, well, like. There was another president who, like, most people, one of two sides, actually a lot of people hate Biden and Trump, but a lot of people are on one of those two sides. Hey, both people, guys, didn't get him out of there. It's not, it's not that they, no one tried. Like, I promise you people have tried. Like, they're clearly being holding him at a higher capacity. Like, um, they're, what are they, view him as, like, a U.S. spy or something like that, basically. So, like, we're well, not letting him out right now. So, to me, it's kind of what you said. Like, that's not a reason to not free someone else. Like, Honestly, if you ask me, like, it probably hurts Brittany Griner that she is a, you know, right, very right-wing media has had issues with one NBA players the last few years. Two, many black people have issues with right-wing. Right-wings kind of attack people of color in a different way than they attack <laughs> than they talk about like white people, for example. So like, it probably doesn't help that she's a lesbian nba black player who was smoking weed yeah hold on all four things that are all no hold on, hold on. all four things that are like hot button issues for that side where it's like oh hit the trifecta let's talk about her it'd be like oh you're letting this criminal out where there's a marine over there like yeah what if they're held to two different standards like you don't just not get the other person out like get a fucking weed pen like let's let's i understand i do understand the side of like hey if you're going somewhere else you got to respect the rules like i've seen people doing wild shit in Qatar like for the World Cup where I'm like yo like you might spend your life in a prison there like you're you're under different rules even if you're from the US or somewhere else like you are under different rules when you're in, you're in that country so like I do get that side of things but it's like okay let's all like just be human for a millisecond here and say acknowledge how small of a thing she actually did and how you don't deserve to be like whatever whether it's tortured in a prison whatever for years and years she didn't deserve it for as long as she was there and it was what like six months or something like that so like yeah i'm very glad she got out it's unfortunate how the whole thing yeah 294 something days uh i don't know what that equates to time um no you know what this is to me too dude and it it's just it's just weird first of all it it it's this this notion that everyone wants to act like so much has changed in a lot of those regards where we've become more acceptable to the LBGTQ, for example, like, no, people have not. And that's just, that's just, let's just accept that. Like all this, the social movements that have happened and so much good has happened. No, dude, there's still not, it's not. And there's, that's the shit that's bothering me, dude. Like people trying to act like, Oh, we're, we're on the up and up and we're getting, no, we're not, we're not. When you see stuff like this, and I'm glad you brought up the World Cup, because I'm looking at some of the stuff happening there. I'm like, what? I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the reporter that they're saying died like, on his own yeah. from bronchitis, like probably got murdered. I seen four to five hundred workers who put up like some of the stadiums, eight stadiums or whatever. And that's how many death has been for the work. Like, how did they die? Died from what? Like, this is shit that like you see on Instagram in a post and. You can read the comments or something. And I'm looking at this. I'm like, where is the actual information on this? Like, this shit is so weird. All we care about is the semifinals World Cup and goals and, like, all these people going crazy in the stands like you're talking about, doing some wild shit. I saw they don't serve any beer at the games. Ba beer was banned at all the games. So what are all those people on? I'm just trying to figure out. 
what the fuck is good? Like, are they drinking in the parking lot? Or are they are they on some type of drug that I don't know about? Like, I'm just trying to figure that out, dude. So I'm trying to figure out if that's if that's okay and all these other things that happen, all other places uh, that aren't covered. The Britney Griner thing, just because it was covered because she's a WNBA player, is a big deal. My only point when I was trying to make is if that was an NBA player of any circumstance, they would have been out sooner. They wouldn't have been there that entire time. And I get the whole fucking, oh, the prisoner exchange. But my last point on this is, that I've seen with this reaction to this, is everyone wants to make it like it's a movie, bro. Everybody wants to make it like, oh, we went in there to do this prisoner exchange. Like it's some type of movie, dog. Like it's so fucking easy. Like you can just script it out and everything's, oh, it's done. And we and we go over and there's, oh, there's a little scare, but we still get it. Like it's some type of, no, dude, this is, this is fucking... I was listening to Lebitard talk about this, and you should check this out, because he doesn't do it. He does his shit like us, just on his own platform. And he said it absolutely perfect, bro. Because everyone just acts like this shit gets done like that, and it's so easy. And then she's home, and same bringing the other guy, Waylon, to the conversation. It, it's not that easy, dude, to just get any of this stuff done. And a lot of people talked about the stuff we had to give up in return, or the guy we had to give up in return. And it's like, I, I just... I don't understand if we could get, I don't know. I just don't get it, dude. I don't get it. People are worried about getting attacked by that guy now. Like, bro, we, I think we got more issues I mean, than that. It's, it's a, the crazy thing to me. is like, not to make this a political thing, but it's like, there's two sides to everything. Like everyone's going to be anti something, even something you look at and you're like, wow, that's such a good thing. If you think it in your own head, you'll, like you said with this, you go out and, there and people are like this is fucking bullshit you're like wait what so it's like yeah that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying (laughs) there's just no there's just no universal stuff now and the other (laughs) and the other thing is like the funny thing is it it tends to be like separated many arguments like this that get politicized it's kind of like oh like if you're aggressive liberal or aggressive conservative, like it's obvious which side you'll fall on people who kind of are in the in-between, like, you know, sometimes find themselves on either side. But I find the people that are very anti, uh, they're very concerned with Brittany Griner getting out. Like, Oh, we let out this guy. It's like almost all of them I've seen do that are usually the people who are very pro guns. And it's like, Oh, this is, this is where we're drawing the line. This is where you're concerned about guns. Like now, now we're concerned about guns here. Cause this, arms dealer in russia is released yeah but dude that's what i that's what i'm fucking that's what i'm trying to to yeah that's what i'm just trying to say though i don't understand how that even is that that has nothing to do with it like that's why that's what i'm trying to say like like i was i was getting i know these guys these are my friends i'm getting into it with them and i'm trying to explain to them i'm like bro i agree with a lot of the stuff you're saying i'm just saying you you can't you can't understand or agree with anything i'm saying like you like I, and if I, if I agree with anything you're saying, you're saying that I'm, I'm this or that. And I'm like, what? I'm like, no, I'm just telling you how I feel about the situation. I'm not on any fucking side. I, I don't support any of that. And it's just, it's just all weird to me, bro. That's just fucking weird to me. And that's where it's gotten all out of whack and all this division and people are getting, and, I, and I'd add to this where now people are getting sick again. And this sickness is all back around, whatever you want to call it. Triple Demic, they're calling it now. I don't fucking know, dude. All I know is people are getting sick again. People are acting like, oh, I don't know. It wasn't going to happen. Or I don't know. What is this going to happen every winter, bro? We're going to have the quadruple-demic next winter. Like, just give me a fucking break, dude. I just can't with this shit, dude. I really can't. Because it just reminds me of when this first started happening. I'm talking about it. And then here we are now. And it's like, 
just reminds me of where I'm at with a lot of these sports topics, which is just wild to me, you know, not talking about it for a month, all these games happening, all this other shit happening that we could talk about. And here we are. It's like, there's a sports game. It's like, all right. Um, yeah, I mean, awkward segue, but I've liked seeing the awkward segues on, uh, uh, the national waves. So I've been doing them awkward here, hopefully, um, kind of all over the place. Uh, you see that Mike Leach shit though? That shit's, that shit was tough. That shit's tough. And I'm like, not even a college football fan. And Mike Leach is like, just known for that guy that has those wild press conferences. He's was the coach at Mississippi state. I think it was Washington state before. Um, yeah, he, a couple of days ago, he literally was just like hospitalized, like critical condition. He literally passed away a heart attack or 61 years old coach of the college football team, Mississippi state. You definitely know him when you see him because the ESPN or all the yeah. news places will put him up for some of the shit he says because oh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. known for saying yeah. shit like, my guys don't want to play hard because they want to go home with their fat girlfriends and eat food, yeah, like that yeah, type yeah. of shit. That's the, the Yeah, so, um, you know, and I said it before you came here and I, won't, and I won't talk about this very much, but this is part of the, hey, I'm not around potting or trying to reach out. My brother, you, I don't know what's good with Chew, but that's fine, uh, whatever. Either way, it's like seeing shit like that, bro. That's the shit that like where I just get way too. I've gotten way too like emotional about shit like that now. Just all this shit that I see, and my uncle, my uncle now has cancer, and it's like it's just weird. Like it's just weird. Like I just can't. I'm sick of fucking having to come here and like talk about my shit that's happening and related to non-sports related shit and just be like, yeah, dude, everything's fine. It's like, nah, fuck that. Everything's not fine. And I'm just, and I'm not the only person, dude. Like my girlfriend, her, her, uh, sisters, sorry, her mom's sister isn't doing well. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not the only person whose family is like not going through shit. And that's my point is like, all the shit I see always is just all the, all the happy shit. And you know, that's the one thing I've appreciated about you and anyone else that's come on the podcast. Cause we do talk about a lot of shit that isn't always happy. Um, even though we do touch on, you know, sports and happy shit at some point. Um, and the fun shit that I call it, but at the end of the day, bro, it's just been fucking hard for me. I was telling you last time I was around and good thing. I didn't even get the pod out. I thought that was a good pod, but it was just, that's just, just tough for me now. I just feel so exposed, so vulnerable like, I see Kyler Murray get fucking torn up on an ACL. I'm a guy that's torn my ACL on my meniscus. And I think people just forget, like, how fucking hard it is. We're waiting for OBJ to get back on the field and shit. Like, it's nothing. Like, shit's hard, bro. That shit is hard. Like, talking NBA, like, Clay Thompson. Like, he's looking pretty good for all the shit that he's gone through. Like, pretty pretty incredible to me. I did not think he was going to look that good. Um, but, yeah. With all that shit going on and being busy at work and like everything happening around me like that, there's so much happening in sports. So it's like uh, the week four games left before the playoffs in the NFL. We've already played like what, 25 games in the NBA, Rich? Like literally last time we were here, everyone's talking about the Lakers not going to be anything, not even in the plan. And I just need to tell you, wow, finally Anthony Davis showed up to the party because that's all I've been asking for. And, and no, seriously, no, dead ass, no, dead ass. I said it last year when everyone was shitting on Russ. No, I'm serious. That's the one thing about coming back to the pod. I knew you were going to come back around. There's a lot of things I've been saying on the pod that have been coming around the surface that I'm like, dude, 
Come on, give me a little gripe on this. I was screaming at the top of my lungs. Let's get into it. We'll get into some NBA. I was screaming at the top of my lungs, bro. For Anthony Davis last year, where everyone's talking about, oh, the Lakers are terrible because of Russ. And I'm like, bro, can anyone talk about Anthony Davis? A, he's missed 82 games in the past two seasons. B, this dude does not look like the same dude that A, was dominating the bubble. B, the Lakers traded for to take over the throne for LeBron James, who's supposed to be that 1A piece to potentially win another ring. Um, It was just all, oh, Russ, he sucks. What the fuck? I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me, dude. And I get it. Russ was not playing great. It was tough to defend Russ. But it is not hard to defend Russ right now. And all I'm trying to say is what the Lakers are playing much better. I don't think it has anything to do with Russ looking a little better. Because to me, Russ is looking the same he was last year. He's still averaging about four turnovers a game right now. He's not putting up. He's he's not putting up mad points, bro. He's, he's averaging like 11, 5, and 6 right now. I'd have to check the numbers. But it's not like he's dominating. They're winning because of Anthony Davis, dog. Some of the other pieces around him, but Anthony Davis showing up to the party and playing like a top five player in the league, and that's what I've been calling for. That's what I've been calling for because then people will take it easy on Russ, even though he's definitely aging out. He's definitely not the same dude, but he can still contribute on a winning team, which you're seeing now off the bench, which is something I was certainly wrong about. I did not think he was going to call off the bench, but I love it. He's favored to be six man a year. LeBron, when he's out there, he's still a walking 30 points. And you're looking at the rest of this roster, they're kind of gritty. They're playing defense that nobody said they were going to do. And when I looked at the other two teams that were in that post that I told you, it was the Nets were starting like shit. They're hot as hell now. No one's talking about Kyrie as much. He's losing his shoe deal and all this stuff is happening. They're just balling. KD's dropping 30. And the Warriors, they were like one, they were like ONA on the road. And now all of a sudden, they're winning road games. They're beating the Celtics, the best team in the league. So a lot of parity kind of coming to the top with some of these teams that we thought and some of the teams that started out hot, falling back down to the bottom, i.e. the Jazz. Uh, a lot of stuff to get to get into when we're talking about the standings. But keeping it strictly with the Lakers, dude, I, I just want to touch on Anthony Davis with you because I know you, were, you are not the biggest Anthony Davis fan. I, I know you weren't yeah. in – the realm of oh this is all Russell Westbrook's fault last season so I'm just curious of what you think uh the big turnaround is right now because it can't just be Darvin Ham and fucking Lonnie Walker like it's it's those three dudes getting it together a little bit and mainly Anthony Davis and that's all I was asking for last year so people would stop shitting on Russ that's it that's all I'm saying (laughs) yeah no I mean a little bit of success and winning will cure a lot of noise that goes on in the media like saw it for you see it in new york and probably la more than anywhere else like team starts losing like fingers are going to be pointed everywhere team starts winning everything's good so like a few things anthony davis this is the best he's probably ever played in his career maybe outside the bubble maybe better than the bubble he was a much better shooter in the bubble yeah i think he's playing more dominant dominant in the paint yeah part of that might be even though lebron's still great he, LeBron's not who he was in the bubble so I yeah think part of it is Anthony Davis has to carry a little bit more of a load than that right now so Anthony Davis has been incredible like I've not been a huge Anthony I don't even want to say fan I don't dislike him I just felt like he gets talked about like he's this guy that like carries his team to the conference finals and stuff and it's like dude dude never made out of first round once until he got with LeBron they won one ring like he hasn't had done much to like 
carry a team, shoulder a team, aside from the defensive end. This year, I don't think it sucks that they're the 12 seed. It is weird because it feels like they're doing incredible right now because they rallied off so many. Yeah, they start off so bad, though, but yeah. Yeah, they have had an easier schedule lately. Like, the scary thing with the Lakers is, like, I have more positives to say, but if I still have to guess, I'd still put them outside the play and just because, like, AD's been incredible. Russ has been better than I thought he would look this year. LeBron's, you know, maybe maybe a tiny step back from what we'd expect. Yeah. Dude's approaching 40. Like, he's fine. He's still yeah. fine. Um, it's just the rest of the team. Like, I'm looking at that team, and I'm like, okay, like, Russ, for the better part of his career, kind of an Iron Man. I can trust that he's going to be out there, but that only gets you so far. If one, if one of AD or LeBron goes down at any point, which, like, they probably will, it's like, you don't – there's not even like a six man on this team. Like they need, I saw some reports for a trade for Bogdanovich that they're looking into uh, from Detroit. I think that would be great. He's been lighting it up this year. He's averaging like over 20 points. Yeah. He's got a really, really good year. Like they need scores. They need other scores on this team. That's the main concern. Like Lonnie Walker should not be like your fourth option. Like he's, he's been solid in some games, but like he shouldn't be like that. Like, Oh, okay. Anthony Davis goes down. Lonnie's the number three now after LeBron Russ. Like, okay, how far is that getting you? So it's like, I still don't love their team, but in the scenario where Anthony Davis stays healthy, which is in the past, has not been a good thing to bet on. But if he's staying healthy, yeah, I think this could be a play playing team because I did not anticipate this team having a top five player this year. And if I, if they did, I thought it would be LeBron, who I know is bringing nothing on the defensive end at this point. The fact that your top five player might be Anthony Davis, who might legitimately be the best defender so far this year. Like, maybe if you want to put Giannis, Brooke Lopez has actually been really good. But, like, without a doubt, Anthony Davis, top five defender this year, I'd say pretty certainly top five player, if not top ten for sure. So, like, if you got him doing that all year, like, yeah, you absolutely are, I think, are going to make a play in. Yeah, well, like, I guess my point was, and, I, I, and it's it's interesting that they're only the 12, but that's because they start off so bad, and because the West is, is top-heavy loaded, bro. I mean, you're looking at the Pels and the Grizz right now. That, those are, those are going to be battling for the top seed, in my opinion, like they are right now. And then you got some depth, dude. You got some depth. Kawhi Leonard, I guess, is back. I don't know. Like, the Clippers just beat the Celtics last night. Um, the Warriors, like Kawhi I said. Kawhi went off last night. Yeah, he had 25. I mean, which is, like, I I guess that's going no, off was, for Kawhi. Like, I know that's, I know. No, 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 25 no, and 20 no, minutes no, no. or something because he's on, like, a fucking minutes restriction. Like, dude, like, I don't know. Like, I thought the Clippers, I think the Clippers are one of the best teams in the West if, if he's able to play and Paul George is out there. You got John Wall now. You got a bunch of guys out there. Uh, absolutely. I think they could be one of the best teams, but like, I'm just, I don't know what is good with Kawhi where it's like tough to even tough to even rank the clips at all. Like, I don't even know how to rank the clips. Um, but yeah, they're beating the best team in the East and the Celts last night by 20 points. So, I mean, if they could do that, um, but I also think the Celts are going to come back down a little bit to earth, but they've also been pretty incredible. I mean, I don't know. Off the, off the get, top. They're about to get Robert I'd say they, I'd, I feel very confident in saying that the Celtics will have the best record. Yeah, this is yeah. But well, this is my this is my tough thing with with the Celtics is because I get they're on like their their long road trip now and they got they a tough loss to the Warriors. The other, 
the other night in a finals rematch, and they're going into the L.A. They got a game in L.A. Lakers tonight, so they're on a tough road trip. But like Jason Tatum, two weeks, two and a half weeks, three weeks through the season. I mean, that dude was probably the MVP of the league. I mean, he was he was playing on another level. And I watch him over the I I watch him over the last few games, bro. And I and he just. He did exactly what he did last year in the finals, which is just a letdown to me. Like, like I watch Bucks games, they may lose, but Giannis is out there putting up 30 points, uh, 13 rebounds, and and nine assists. I mean, he, he three blocks. This dude is he's doing everything, even if they lose the game. Like Jason Tatum in games that he's losing, bro, he there he's putting up 15 points, 20 points last night. And I'm looking at looking at his stat line, I'm watching the game, and I'm like, bro, like. This is this is my problem with Jason Tatum. Like in the games that you're coming off a big loss, like let's let's rebound, not lose two in a row. Like you play like that, like you're supposed to be the main guy. Like Jalen Brown, he's been pretty incredible this season. Like kind of a couple letdown games. So like I look at the Celtics and it's like, yeah, yeah they get a super hot start, cream of the crop in terms of the East. I mean I look at some of the other teams in the East. And I told you this when we before the season, and I believe this to the, to this day now. I think the Brooklyn Nets could knock out the the Celtics in the playoffs. I think the Nets are are better than the 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 Celtics come playoff time potentially. So, I I think you got to wait and see. I mean, there's no the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets are the worst defensive and offensive rebounding team in the league. If Robert Williams was back and they had Tatum, Horford, and everyone, I don't think there's any. Like, the Brooklyn Nets get destroyed on the glass. Yeah, so dude, but that's... Defense is one of the best offense. Like, I just... I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but, like, I think... So, the thing for me with the Celtics is this. Like, I think the Celtics are... I hear the argument for the Bucks as well. Like, I think the Celtics and the Bucks are the best two teams in the league. In a world where conferences didn't exist, that would be my, like, finals pick of who's going to be in the finals, the Celtics and the Bucks. Um... I think if I had to pick any duo in the league to start my team with right now, yeah, not young, not anything else. I used to say, like, the best wings in the league. But, like, if I think if I had to pick any duo that plays together, I'd pick Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I'm open to hearing, like – Yeah, dude, hold on. Listen, I think a lot of people would say that. Hold on. And I think if you take one step after that, I don't think Marcus Smart's been playing as well on defensive end as he did last year. But I think if you – the next step to that would be – there's a very good case that Marcus Smart and Robert Williams are two of the best defensive players on the same team in, in, the, in the league. And then you still get the guys like Al Horford, Grant Williams, Brogdon, Derek White. Like they have a very deep team and a very skilled team. Like elite defense, elite offense, and a deep team. So like I don't see another team like that minus the Bucs who, who, who I get the argument for that. So I, I think the Celtics are a clear one or two, top one or two teams in the league right now, end of the season, in the playoffs everything assuming Robert Williams is back but even without him they've been there without see him, yeah, the, yeah like I think the main consensus and the easy answer is oh Jason Tatum Jalen Brown the best duo in the league because you're probably right if you say that because who else has that two good of players besides what Chris Middleton if he's healthy with Giannis like who else can you even throw into that conversation besides LeBron James and Anthony Davis, are we throwing that into even the conversation? Um, like, who? what other teams has two guys that can produce like that in the same game? It should, it should, be, so, it should be KD and Kyrie, but it's not. 
Um, and then you, I don't, it, you know, some people say it should be Harden and Embiid, but it's not. Like it's, uh, I can't even. Think yes, of, like, but like that's 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 it basically. Luka, it should be Luca and someone else. Yeah, right? but hold on. Yeah, but like my point is, and I think last year in the playoffs, we saw them get on that run and and the team kind of flourished as a whole and then fell apart in the finals, um, mainly on those two superstars. My point being is, like, yeah, they outplayed the shit out of KD and Kyrie in that series, obviously sweeping them, but, like, if they played in a series this year, all things being equal, three months from now, like, yeah, I do think the Nets have a chance in that series. Like, who knows? Trades, uh, more injuries, it's the same shit. I'm just trying to say, like, even the Sixers. Like, you're you're not as high up on James Harden as you used to be. But, like, Joel Embiid's been balling right oh, now. They don't, they don't have... You don't think the Sixers have a chance to take out the Celtics? Nope. No shot. Nope, not at all. Um, I mean, you're going to laugh at the first part of what I say. Al Horford's defended Embiid well, and he wouldn't even be the primary defender. He's the second guy you're throwing at him. Like, not that Rob Williams is going to stop him, but they're one of the few teams in the league built to guard Embiid, like have guys to throw at him. And I'm sorry, like I've I've been a Harden fan. I think he's been underrated in some years, but I am the ship has sailed on me being like, well, if Harden gets it done in the playoffs, like <laughs> that's not I'm I'm not putting my eggs in that basket against the best defensive team. Like the net, I would give you that I think the Nets have a better shot to beat the Celtics than um, the 76ers would, even though, you know, Embiid, Embiid's a force, but the, the Bucks are the te- I think it's the Bucks of the Celtics coming out. I would truly say, like, it's early in the season. Obviously, injuries with standing to this statement. Like, if Peyton goes down, like, well, yeah, they're fucking screwed. But I truly would be stunned if the Bucks or the uh, Celtics weren't coming out of the East this year. I think they're a good bit ahead of everyone. I think the Cavs are the third best team. And I would say it would shock me to see the Cavs beat the Celtics too this year. Like, I think the one thing, last thing on the Celtics, I think the thing people forget about them is this is, like, their best iteration this last year or two of their team. But, like, these dudes, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, have been going to the conference finals, like, year in and year out. They did it, like, their second season in the in the league against LeBron. Like, they've been a consistent, like, top-four team in the East, advancing in the playoffs. Like, last year isn't some, like, ah, oh, they made it and then they choked. It's like, they've been progressing each and every year like further and further like they made it to the finals and they're still a young team minus Al Horford it's like maybe not young but like not old they're not guys like okay this is the year we got to do it or it's all over like they're a team that can be there for a few years so uh, again I wouldn't be shocked to see them losing the conference finals but I think them and the Bucks are ahead of everyone in the league not just the East right now in my mind like their team's Grizzlies are close record-wise. Pelicans have been amazing. They might be worth touching on. Pelicans have been incredible this year. They're close record-wise. But I think if you put them in a seven-game series, I'll take – I think the Bucks and the Celtics are each top five defenses and offenses. Those are usually the teams that went out in those kind of games. Yeah, let's run uh, – to Yeah, let's run through this for a second, though, because this is interesting to me. Um, 21 and 7. So everyone's played about, I don't know, 20. 28 games, right around 28 games. I'm looking at this Eastern Conference right now. The Pistons, they just said Cade Cunningham, season-ending surgery. They're 7-22. and 22. They're done on the year. Yeah, that sucks. Um, yep. The Hornets, 
I don't know what is good with Michael Jordan and, and his ownership of the Hornets, but like that's Hornets just a disgrace. Done. Done Seven and twenty, I they're done. A, the Magic eight and twenty, they they definitely got the pick right. Um, eight and twenty are the Magic. Paolo Benchero has been only doing stuff since LeBron James as a rookie, um, but not really putting up wins. Um, Franz Wagner has been a bright spot. But they just don't have enough. They they they're in games before, and then they lose games. Going, before you keep going, that that's like the clear like first tier gap right there. Like those three are nothing, and then you take the next step up in the standings, and it's like at least to the teams that are competing for the play in. Yep, we got the Wizards and the Bulls. Wizards eleven and seventeen. Bulls eleven and fifteen. Tough loss for the Bulls the other night. Wizards. Uh, the Brad Beal, the Brad Beal uh, swappy uh, story, like, I, yeah, dude, Brad Beal should just get out of there, bro. Um, the Bulls are a team that I thought. I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, swappy story. Yeah, like I just the sad song with Brad Beal. Like I just, it's always the same shit with Brad Beal. Like, oh, I'm I'm oh. loyal to DC, and like we're gonna win in DC, and it's like. No, you're not, bro. Like Kyle Kuzma's balling, and he's trying to get out of there. Like, uh, yep. you're not gonna win. Um, so I don't see them making the plan. The Bulls are a team I thought would be better than they are right now. It's still early, obviously, but they're currently outside the plan. They're in trouble. The Heat are certain at the ten slot, thirteen and fifteen. Raptors at the nine, thirteen and fourteen. Hawks fourteen and fourteen, and Pacers at the seven slot, fourteen and fourteen. Currently. Occupying the plane in the Eastern Conference as of today. So when I'm looking at that, the Pacers, the Pacers are a team that I thought would be better than a lot of people, and I don't know if they'll be able to maintain this this area of the uh, standings, but I see them at least being the ten seed. Um, when I look at that group of playing teams, incredible. yeah, Pacers have been really good. Pacers are the most surprising team in the league this year to me. And yeah, why? My quick little, I think we talked about it on here. It's looking like they've had some injuries, but it's looking like I was wrong on plenty of things. But it's looking like I'm probably going to be right on the Heat this year. Like I was, yeah, I was just looking at the roster. I remember we were talking about it, and I was like, I just don't see like Jimmy Butler misses like 20 games a year. It happens every year. Like he's great in the playoffs, but like yeah. I don't see who you're going to as you look down this roster if they face some injuries. Lowry's not it, even though he's been he's played way better this year, Kyle Lowry. But they're still under 500. So. Yeah. I don't know. They're going to need to shake something up. Yep, they definitely will. The Raptors are a weird team for me. The Hawks, uh, I don't know what's going on with Trey Young and Nate McMillan. DeJounte Murray has been a decent acquisition, but it's just been weird with them. I don't know what's good. Um, And then we get up into the 6-1. through You have both New York teams, the Knicks and Nets, on the longest active streaks in the conference, four games winning streaks. The Knicks currently sitting in the sixth slot, fourteen and thirteen. The Sixers fourteen and twelve, even without Harden most of the year. The Nets and all their problems, literally at the bottom of the conference to start our last time we were here on the podcast. Here at seventeen and twelve, four seed. Cavaliers, Rich says is the third best team in the East. I think they're arguably the second best team in the East. Seventeen and eleven after tough loss last night to the Spurs by one point. And then you have the Bucks, nineteen and seven, Celtics, twenty-one and seven on a two-game losing streak out west, taking on the Lakers tonight. I think those top 
six minus the Knicks is what I would have expected. Um, so mm-hmm. I'd be curious to see if the Knicks can keep it going because that was something we kind of obviously spread on a little bit to start the season with your New York fandom. I do got to throw in this funny story real quick. Yeah. Um, so Christmas is coming up, obviously. My girlfriend, love her to death. She's like, I got you some NBA tickets for Christmas. We are out the other night. Whatever. I can't remember what happened. Something bad or sad. So she wanted to show me the tickets early. We're going this upcoming Tuesday. Um, long story short, she shows me the tickets. And she's kind of... She's kind of stunned by my reaction because I'm looking at the tickets and like I'm hyped because it's an NBA game, right? But I'm like looking at the tickets and I'm like, hmm, random, random. She's going to hate me for this, but I had to put her on blast. I definitely had to tell the story because it's funny. She got me Knicks Warriors tickets and she's like, how are you not happy you're going to see your favorite team? And I'm like, tell me. You don't think my favorite team is the Warriors. And she literally thought my favorite team was the Warriors. I'm literally fucking... I'm like, dude, if you listen to my podcast once, you would know my favorite team isn't the Warriors. Um, But I turned the situation into a bright one. She's like, you don't... She's like, I don't know who you like. She's like, you like way too many teams. Nah, it's just funny because I'm like... Warriors is a massively expensive game, regardless of what season. Oh, I know. That's like they jack up ticket prices when Steph Curry comes to the. Oh no, shit! She paid a pretty penny for those tickets. No shit. That's awesome. Good, good for her. Two, I'd say the average non-NBA fan. The I've seen surveys. The number one team people are unaware of that it exists is the Grizzlies. Funny enough, even though they're a good team, this is going back years and years and years. People just like forget that they exist. I'd say the Thunder are probably pretty close to that. So I'll give her a break for not knowing that your two favorite teams are the Grizzlies and the Thunder in like Memphis and Oklahoma City. Oh yeah, no, I definitely yeah yeah no, I definitely gave her a break. It's just it's just funny no, to me. That is funny. That is funny. And so then I turned it into well. My my bucket list goal is to see MB, every NBA team play live, and yeah. so I have I started tracking out my list of all the teams I've seen play. Obviously, I've seen the Knicks, Nets, and the Celtics. That's usually where I go to the games, and then I have a bunch of other teams. The Warriors are not on my list, so I'm actually pretty hyped. Like I'm gonna get to see Steph Curry live. I got to see LeBron James live. I don't know. I turned it into a great situation. I just thought it was funny and love her to death for it. Shot her out anyways. Um, all right. Yeah. Let's switch it over to the West. Cause this is interesting. Um, you got the Rockets eight and 18 Spurs nine and 18. I'm pretty sure we had that on the button, right? We had them at the bottom of the West. Uh, I think most people that were heading into this NBA season that know the NBA probably had that right on the, on the button, the thunder at 11 and 16, rich. I got a couple things to say here, obviously, cause this is where my squad's at. And I got to say a couple things. You got to respect this for a second. A, I came into this season telling you that if Chet Holmgren did not get hurt, I saw the Thunder as a clear playing team in the West, even loaded. And to sit in the 11 slot right now with Shy Gilchrist Alexander, um, 
sit at 11 and 16 in the 13 slot. Yep, give me. Yep, hold on. Let me get it right. Hold on. Without Chet Holmgren, by the way, who's our number two pick in the draft, like he's projected to make our team better, right? You're looking at the rest of our roster that we've kind of constructed. To me, our our clear guy is Shy Gilders Alexander, who's been absolutely balling for us, dude. I saw a stat on Shy Gilders Alexander. Let me find this shit. Yep. Is the second player to record 10 games of 30 points and 50% field goal in his first 14 games of a season. Obviously, you probably know the other because he's on every single NBA list. Will Chamberlain in 1962-63. Shy's been balling for the Thunder. And if Chet Coleman was on the court with Lou Dort and I see Giddy uh, improving and I see some of these young guys that were thrown out there, like 19-year-old guys, it's just like, I'm watching NBA. I'm watching college football. Stenson Benson, 25 fucking years old. You got 19-year-old guys in the NBA. I, I just can't wrap my head around some of this shit. But at the end of the day, the Thunder got to be one of the youngest teams in the league. Uh, I, I think they would would have been in a better spot, obviously, with Chet Holmgren with their start that they've shown this season. Do you agree or disagree? You just think, oh, they're like four years away. No, I don't think Chet Holmgren's going to make you worse. Like, I think they don't, like, I think the Thunder have, like, five to six NBA players on their roster at best in spots, like, seven through 12 for, like, guys who wouldn't be on a roster if they were on one of the other teams. So, yeah, I think Chet Holmgren would help out a lot because he's an actual NBA player, hopefully a pretty good one that would be soaking up some of those minutes. But when when I look at it from the sense of Minnesota and the Lakers are two teams also on the outside of the play-in. I don't think the Thunder are... Say what you want about Minnesota. I was higher on them this year than I should have been, at least for the regular season. I don't think the Thunder would be close to being better than Minnesota. Like, you know, clearly in a small sample size, they're only two games worse than Minnesota right now. But I just think in a full 82-game season, the Thunder aren't beating out Minnesota. I doubt they're beating out the Lakers, and those teams are on the outside looking in. So... I think they'd be better. I think they'd be more exciting to watch. I think they would make the Thunder better for next year to have Chet Holmgren have a year a year under his belt. But I don't think they would have been making the play in this year either way. But it does absolutely suck that that happened to him. But the West is crazy deep. Like all right, yeah. Well, this is what I yeah. Hold on a second because I think the Timberwolves lose Carl Anthony Towns. I think he's out four to six weeks. Rudy Gobert. That trade was not working when Carl Anthony Towns on the court. Like a lot of people projected it would with D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, another year under his belt. Um, a lot of people had them higher in the standings, myself included. Um, it goes back to my thing with what I said about Rudy Gobert, man. And he, he I, I, I'm down with him being a great defensive player, but he is just not built for your team to win in what is today today's NBA. It's just a fact. Like he can sit in the paint and block all you want. Uh, it's just taking up a roster spot, bro. I could have a guy out there that could block and shoot and play defense just as good as him, technically, not being a fucking mammoth. That's really what he has his fame, claim to fame, being so big. Like, I, like, I, I really don't know. Seriously. Just good, not just as good as him. No, not seriously, because no one in the league does that as good as him. So Yeah, but, dude, because no one is as big as him. Literally, there is no one as big as him in the league. There is not a single dude close to as big as him in the league. I'm with you on it hasn't worked. I was with you at the time on wow they overpaid. Hold on a second. Yeah. Oh, I know you were. I know you were. But let me let me ask you a question because you always bring up Robert Williams. Robert Williams, right? 
is that is that not today's prototypical type of center in the NBA, Robert Williams, as i.e. Rudy Gobert? Like, I look around the NBA, and I'm looking at teams that are solid at the center position. They have a dude, i.e. Robert Williams, a guy that can rim protect with the best of them, Rudy Gobert, right? A guy that can rebound with the best of them, Rudy Gobert, right? You got the guys that I used to love that I don't see making in the NBA. Andre Drummond, one of the best rebounders in the league. Dude, that he's just not built to be on an NBA roster anymore. Like, it's just not what the NBA is. It don't matter if he can get 25 rebounds a game, which I know he can. Like, he, he's just not meant to be out there. Like, it's the same thing with Rudy Gobert, bro. I see him putting up 20 rebound, five-point games. Like, that's that's not going to work. Like, I don't give a fuck. Hold on. Hold on. Rebounding, rebounding and defense aren't the same thing, though. Andre Drummond is a bad defender. And in a maybe the best rebounder of the NBA. Yes, yes. He's a bad defender. Fair. Rudy, Go, Rudy, I was about to say Rudy Gay. Rudy Gobert and Robert Williams are good rebounders because of their height mainly. They're not even like the cream of the crop rebounders. Yeah. They are amazing defenders. Probably two of the best big man defenders in the league. So, like, they're going to have more of a role. I'm with you on, like, if you gave me the choice right now, like, at their current salaries and everything the same, like, would I rather have Robert Williams or Rudy Gobert? Like, yeah, Rudy Gobert's still probably the better NBA player, but yeah, I'd probably just take Robert Williams because it, I think the NBA's proven over a lot of the last few years is that if you can have a more underpaid, not max spot center who's capable, like not even a Robert Williams, like a less than that, like a, you know, Kevon Looney's an extreme, a JaVale McGee's an extreme, but Dwight Howard, like some of these guys the last few years where it's like, hey, we can rotate some of these guys that can do like, 50% of what a Rudy Gobert can do, but that's all we need from them if we have other studs on our team. So, like, I agree with you that the way to go is probably not having Rudy Gobert on their team, but what I said on this podcast earlier, where I think a lot of people agreed with coming into the season, is being one of the best defenders, he should raise your ceiling in the regular season. Like, playoff, all bets are off, but it didn't even happen. Him and Towns didn't make it work, didn't make it work together. And the last thing I'll say on this is, D'Angelo Russell is the worst possible point guard for that team because he's not a point guard. Like, Rudy Gobert needs someone, like, a point guard if he's going to be out there and do anything on offense. So, like, uh, my first move I'd be looking to make right now is seeing if there's – you're not going to get much for D'Angelo Russell, but any sort of package I can get back for a better point guard because I think that's step one for this team. You're not getting rid of Rudy Gobert. Like, you can't. They literally can't trade him. No right shit. So, Nobody's going to want him. No shit. Nobody's going to want him. Gonna want, All right. No one's going to want him. You just brought him in. So, like, we can say anything we want. Go, but trading Gobert literally isn't even an option. So, thing yeah. one I'd be doing is, well, how do I get a real point guard in, this, in here and try this with a real point guard? Yeah, they're in trouble. I think the Thunder, if the Thunder had yeah. Chet Holmgren, they would be better than the Timberwolves this year. I think that's not a crazy thing to say. Uh, the Lakers, I think, will be better. The last time we potted, the Jazz were the number one seed in the West. They currently sit at the 10 slot. I talked about them sliding all the way down to the 15 slot. I don't know if they actually will, but I see them sliding down to the 13 slot. They, they, yeah, they're sliding down to the 13 slot. They're done. They're, they're done. They, they had their, they had their run. Everyone talked about Larry Markkinen for All Star. That ain't happening. Jordan Clarkson, he's been, he's been pretty, he's been pretty incredible for them. That he's, he's falling off his, his little high horse. The Jazz, they're, they're going to be where they should have started, which is at the bottom. Uh, the Warriors at the 9 slot, I think people have them going up. The Mavericks at the 8 slot, I think people would have them potentially going up. But it's somebody like that. I don't. I'll keep them right there. I'll keep them right where they are. Yeah, which is, 
Yeah, no, I disagree with that. Because you got the Clippers at seven. You got the Trailblazers at six. Hold on, this is interesting. Because Dave Lillard, he's dropping, I think he had 11 threes last night, 38 points or something ridiculous. Uh, he missed a couple, ga- a couple yeah, games. and Yeah, he's incredible. Um, I think he, I saw he's now the second uh, all-time leading scorer. This is a great stat I have for you on the Blazers. Uh, he's about, I think he's 17,934. You got Clyde Drexler, all-time leader in Trailblazers history, 18,000 and change. You go look at the rest of that list, Rich. Go look at the rest of that list. Portland Trailblazers, all-time leading scorers. C.J. McCollum's fifth on that list, dog. C.J. McCollum is fifth on that list. Rasheed Wallace is in the top ten on that list, I believe. I mean, you can see why the Blazers have not done very much besides having Damian Lillard in his clutch time, Dame time shots in the playoffs. I'd love to see Dame win. I just don't see him doing it with the Blazers. And I love Jeremy Grant and what he's yeah, brought to that team. And, and Nurkic is another guy that stretches the floor and plays good D. But, 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 okay, but this is my point with Damian Lillard. Hold on. This is what I went back to last year. Maybe it was a couple seasons ago when I was screaming for Damian Lillard to fucking get out of there. He, he insists that he'll win with Portland. So if you're not winning this year, when you're already having a way better start to the season than I, I would have thought, you're up there in the standings, you're, you're, Dame's there healthy, you got Anthony Simons, you got some weapons. I mean, what are you, what are you, you going to get? Who's coming to Portland to join Dame? If Dame's not winning in Portland, then what is he getting? My point is, aren't you just wasting Dame, prime Dame? You're talking about point guard? You're talking about point guards going somewhere? I mean, you don't think Dame would be better okay, so anywhere I else? Think, hold on, hold on. I don't think this is. I don't think this is a conversation to get into. But here, here's the real argument to that. If you're the Blazers, why would you want him to leave? Because as you just said, no one's coming there, and he's probably the best player you've ever had, or at least the best player you've had. In yeah, he is. Twenty years. So, like, yep. if you're the Blazers, you don't want him to leave. If you're Dame, I mean, I believe him 50% that he wants that he thinks he can win there and the other part of me is like I mean shit dude it's kind of that like would you rather go to someone else's city and be like not the guy or like some some people literally enjoy I'm not saying it's right or wrong some people enjoy like he is that guy there it is Dame's team he takes the shots he makes the decisions yep. it is his place that's great they're still able to be competitive and they have a good team so like I'm with you they're I would be stunned. Nothing would make me happier. Like my, if I could pick one team to like be in the finals besides the Knicks, I'd pick the Blazers, even though it's not going to happen. I'd Shout out, Carl. Game. I like watching the Blazers. So like, <laughs> I'd I root for them, but like, yeah, they're not winning a championship with Dame there unless the wildest shit in the world happens. Kevin Durant's just like the only team I'm playing for is the Blazers. Trade me there, and then it's like, all right, but like that's not happening. So it's like, I, I don't know. I enjoy watching them, but the overall point to this is. Um, who do we start in the Mavericks? I just, and I'll, let me put this with a grain of salt. All of these teams are literally within one and a half games of each other. So I'm saying I don't think it's going to happen. And it could literally happen two days from now. The Mavericks could be above all these teams. I'm just saying when we get to the end of the year, unless they bring someone else on or like Dinwiddie takes a bigger leap, which isn't going to happen because he's like 30 or like, I don't even know what they can do. They don't have those players on their team. I don't see how the Mavericks end up better than some of these other teams. And it shocks me that I'm saying this. Like, the Kings are only a game ahead of them. I think the Kings are a much better team than the Mavericks right now. Like, if they got into a playoff series against the Mavericks, 
might be picking the Mavericks because Luka might body those guys. But I think, like, regular season for the length of the season, like, the Kings are a better team. Like, Luka, I see Luka getting – he's never been, like, the pinnacle of being in, like, the best shape. Not that he's in, like, bad shape. But, like, I see Luka getting tired out there. We're 25 games in because he has, like, one of the highest usage rates ever right now. He does literally everything for that team right now. All anyone else does is, like, all right, Tim Hardaway, here's a spot up three for you. Like, <laughs> Dean Whitty, you get this one possession. So it's, like – I just feel like they need someone to take some load off Luca to make sure he's good to go for the playoffs and good to go for this whole season. Because I think, like, literally just going through the teams above the Mavericks right now, I wouldn't be shocked if the Mavericks finish above the Blazers. But I think the Blazers are a better team. Jeremy Grant's been playing incredible. Simons, Lillard, Nurkic, Josh Hart. Like, those are five real NBA players that I feel like are better than a lot of what the Mavericks have after Luca. Nuggets are a better team. I think the Suns are a better team. Memphis and New Orleans, I think, are clearly better teams. So it's like, and, and the other thing is, the Warriors are behind them. I think the Warriors end up, or tied with them. I think the Warriors end up finishing above them. Clippers are right above them. They probably end up finishing. Yeah, all right, hold on a I second. See the Mavericks, it's not the last thing. It's not to talk down on the Mavericks. It's just like, I love Luka. Luka's probably the... Luca is a top three player in the NBA to me right now with Tatum and Giannis, but it's like they just don't have the pieces on their team to support him right now. All right, few thoughts here. Pelicans are on a seven-game winning streak. They're eighteen and eight. They're currently the number one seed in the West. I think when I we were heading into the season, we had it as the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves as the team that nobody could expect to actually win the championship. I think that's change to the Pelicans. I mean, the Grizzlies are right in there, but no, seriously. I mean, that was that was my take heading into the season that there'd be potentially a team that could come in and shake this whole thing up. There's going to be a team that no one expect just wins the championship doingly uh so, you know, they do it for in good reason. Um I think the Pelicans are right there with the Grizzlies, right there behind them on a 6-game winning streak and Ja was in and out of the lineup, Jaron Jackson Jr is kind of coming back, Desmond Bain's been out for like 3 weeks, so it's like Grizzlies ain't going anywhere. I I see them in, in, in a strong heat at a top 3 4 seed in the West. I I think the Nuggets a team I'm not really always as high on. Finally kind of getting their gel back with Jamal Murray back on the court, Michael Porter Jr playing again and obviously two-time NBA uh, MVP back-to-back MVP Jokic still on the court. Uh, I don't see them losing games where they're not in the top six in the West as long as all of them are able to be, stay on the court. The Suns, that's a different situation. I, I, I'm I not in on the Suns anymore, dog. And I love Devin Booker, and I, I'm down with Devin Booker. And Devin Booker kind of gets me really mad sometimes because I'll go into watching a Suns game, a primetime game, or they're playing the Mavs or something. They get blown out by 50, dog. Like, that, they, that's all they got is Devin Booker. DeAndre Ayton is that example of an NBA center, and the Suns tried to tell you this. We don't want you. We literally don't want you. And you go look around the rest of the roster, everyone's hanging their hat on Chris Paul, the fact that he's still able to do something, not only through the regular season, but in the playoffs. And I'm sorry, that's just not going to happen. So that championship that they should have won a few years back, that's the closest chance Chris Paul is ever going to get. I said it here on the podcast, and I still believe it to this day. I don't believe much in the Suns. I see them potentially falling out of the top six, being in that playing situation so, in the one, West. Question for you, one thing. What's good? Question. So, I, I tend to agree with you. Like, I wouldn't, the Suns wouldn't be in, like, my top two teams to make it out of the West. No. But where I, but where, I agree, but where I kind of fall back to is, 
I can't even tell you who my top teams to come out of the West are. So my next thing is like, okay, can it really not be them? Like, I wouldn't pick it to be them. Like, but the popular, the last thing, popular picks are like, at least going into the season, a lot of people would say Clippers. Like, fine if Kawhi's healthy, sure. But like, Kawhi has barely been healthy for yep. the last two years. That's like, fine. Nuggets have been incredible for years, but like, they haven't really shown that they can get there minus the one year. Okay, so hold on. This is my this is my point here. We can keep we can kind of keep this on the Suns. But this is what I find so very interesting about the West. You go look. The Pelicans, Grizzlies, and Nuggets are, are sitting in the top three right now. And yeah, obviously, we got a bunch of time left. But if you were, if you, if one of those teams were to win a championship this year, w- would that fall into the category of my my thing heading into the season? A team won that nobody really expected to win. If one of those three teams win, the Pelicans, Grizzlies, and Nuggets, if it, yeah. w- would that would that fall into the category? Yeah. Okay. I think those three teams are easily the easily in the top six, if not top four in the West. So you got the Suns at the four slot right now. The Kings have been probably up there with the Pacers as one of the most impressive teams this season in the NBA. You have the Kings maintaining position to make at least the play-in. I do. I think the Kings are a play-in team at least. Then we got the Trailblazers at six. That's a team that I'm not as high on. As long as they have Dame, they're probably there. Dame and you're probably there. Then you go Clippers, Mavericks, Warriors, and I throw the Lakers because I think the Jazz are out and I think the T-Wolves are out. So you go look at that. You go look at that crop right there. You're telling me that the Suns would be in that, all those top two, just because of who's who's there? No. I look at I look at a lot of those teams. No, 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 no. no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You just, did the, you just did the exact opposite. I already agreed with that. I literally just agreed with you that, yes, I don't think when you go through the whole conference, it's easy to say, like, the Suns are a top two team. I literally said I would not do that. But what I said was... That's who a lot of people... Tell me who the clear, tell, tell me who the clear top two teams are. Because where I fall back to is, I can't. I don't. If you look me in the eyes and go, like, the Nuggets and the Pelicans are the top two, I'd be like... Or, sorry, the Nuggets and the Pelicans, the Grizzlies and the Pelicans, I'd be like, well, that's ridiculous. Like, is it, though? Is it ridiculous? Like, no, 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 no. It's not that they can't be. It's, I'm saying I don't think anyone could say that with certainty. So the fact of what everything I'm saying here is, I think everything in the West is so up in the air right now that like the Suns probably wouldn't be in my top three if you make me rank where I think they finish. But if you told me they finished just the number one, I'd be like, well, shit, I get who am I surprised didn't finish there? Because I don't think the Pelicans are a lot to be number one. I think if you, sir, if you made me pick right now, I'd say the Grizzlies finished number one in the West just because they were up there last year. They have a really good team, but like a lot can happen between now and the end of the regular season. And like that doesn't mean the Suns couldn't possibly be two, even if they're overrated when they get to the playoffs. Like that's all I'm saying. It's not that like I probably think the Suns slot in somewhere around like five or six if you made me rank them. Not that I've done it, but it wouldn't really shock me if they were one or two, and like they wouldn't be anyone's favorite to win it all this year. But like they're a good team but it's hard to see them winning a ring if you don't have like something closer to chris paul of like a year year and a half ago because he's not even shooting as of the last like this season basically yeah that's all i'm not high on the suns at all i don't want the takeaway to be that i'm high on the suns i'm not i just think the west is so up in the air right now that like what the clippers are in eighth and you could tell me that in two weeks the clippers are in first and i'd be like okay yeah, that, that could definitely happen. 
Like, well, yeah, pal. So I mean, that's. I, don't think I mean, I think that's part of the thing that's made the NBA so great now is like, when I first started watching the NBA, dude, there was not this much parody in the league. <laughs> I mean, there was just not. You just could not watch games every night and be like, wow, like these games actually mean a little something with these standings being so tight from yeah. the beginning all the way till the end with the play-in tournament now. I mean, it's just made it that much better. I mean, you uh, you bring in the NFL aspect, it's literally gone in an instant. Like the NBA season is flying by for me, dog, because I'm watching these games every night. To me, they mean a lot more now when you're trying to get in 10 deep. You're trying to climb these standings. Injuries obviously impacting that, um, and so yeah, I think it's been it's been a great start to the season. Uh, a little bit iffy on the on the bets. I've been like wavy on the bets. Like I'll be up like I'll win like a couple hundred bucks, and then I'll you know I'll take some out, and then I'll just be down like a hundred fifty real quick, and I'm just like I'm good yeah. for the, I'm good for the week. So yeah, it's just been I've been kind of waving on that, but doing it here and there. Um, It'll be be interesting next few weeks. Obviously, Christmas time is really the NBA time. NBA games on all day and whatnot. All right, well, I know you got to go soon, so I just wanted to touch on some fun stuff and just a few other quick thoughts uh, NFL-wise before you got to go. Fantasy football playoffs are starting up for everybody. Slid into the eighth seed. You see that action? Just... Just oh, right in there. Swoop. Yep, sliding in there. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. The worst part about it is, I thought. Yeah. See, this is what I fantasy is just such a personal thing. Everyone always says that, but it's like that. Really, the stories are so great. Like if you if you if you wrote a book about fan if about fantasy seasons, you would ha- you would have a top selling book in my opinion because it. There'd be some great stories to come out of it. I, I'm dead ass serious, at least in our league, because God, dude, there, there's some in, pretty incredibly dumb, dumb shit and uh, lucky shit and all kinds of good shit. I mean, it is, it is pretty incredible. Yeah. You go from having one of the uh, best teams in the league to you might have one of the worst teams in the league, pal. See you next season. I, <laughs> I think, I think this is my. League with you guys, and my first three, I was a top three seed every single year. Never in the championship, two of them, and was a top three seed every year. And this year, it was over so so fast. And my other league, so I do my college one. I know this isn't my quick thing. Is I went on a three game win streak, started three and zero to start the year. Then I'd like Javante Williams go down, a bunch of other people went on a seven game loss streak. Oh god, three and seven. And then went on a four-game win streak to end it, and ended seven and seven, and snuck into the eight seed. Love it. Actually, would have came away with the seven seed if Ramondre didn't get a hurt. Didn't get hurt. So. I'm telling you, if you added that to a chapter of your fantasy book, it'd be a bestseller in ten years. Um, yeah, I'm pumped for the fantasy playoffs. I got another league that I made it in. Um, I got to play the one seed, but that's the way I like it, baby. Upset city, Same. coming in with a fucking big splash. Oh baby, Shawnee Zaps about to get zapped. Oh man, fuck Trevor though. He really fucked me last week. I really fucking hate Trevor. We're not gonna be friends for a little while. Um, let's see. All right, a few other things to touch on here. Um, 
yeah, so I just need to throw this in here just because I know if anyone does actually listen to the pod, they're going to be like, what the fuck, Seg? What the fuck? Like, you don't even talk about the Giants? Listen, I told this to every Giants fan. I knew this going into it. Once we didn't make a trade at the deadline, I knew we were fucked. I knew we were absolutely fucked. And I still, as a diehard Giants fan, there's nothing I want more to make the playoffs. There is nothing I want more than to be in the playoffs because that's all you need is to get into the playoffs and you have a chance. But I'm telling you right now, as a Giants fan, when they didn't make a trade at the deadline and make nearly any moves, they were they were just hinting, man, we just we just don't see it this year. This incredible start we had, it was just not what we expected. And we are not going to win too many games on the way out. And that is exactly what's playing out. 1-4-1 and one in our last six games, and we got a tough schedule on the way out. So all these Giants fans that are all fucking, oh, what the fuck, I told you that this was going to happen. I said, man, bro, we didn't make any moves. Like, we had defenses looking way better than we thought. Coaching, obviously a huge upgrade. Saquon in the comeback player of the year conversation. You got Daniel Jones having his best season since he's been on the team. And we're out there throwing a something Hodges. I don't even know the dude's first name. I literally don't even know the dude's first name. That's that's what we got. We have the worst wide receiver core in the league. And we're somehow still in the, we're in the seventh slot right now. We can beat Washington this week. And if we do, we might have a chance to make it. We still technically do have a chance to make it. 57% chance. But I would be stunned if we did based on what our team told us come midseason when everyone else is making moves. We're not making any. I I knew we were done. I knew we were done. And it sucks because I thought we would be in the playoffs for sure. I told my brother, absolutely. Because he's like, oh, man, look, the Niners, we're two games ahead of the Niners. Look at the Niners now. They're first in their division. Seattle, who already beat us, by the way, 7-6, and should have won the other game or last week anyways, not looking good. Like, you're looking at the Lions who probably have a better chance to make the playoffs than us. You go look at the schedule. Like, not looking good for the G-Men right now. Not a good feeling on top of everything going on yeah. NFL-wise. Not good. Not good. Yeah, it's going to be tough for the Giants. I'm looking at the schedule right now. Like, they're technically seventh best record or tied for sixth best record in the NFC, but one of the teams from the awful Bucks saints division, Panthers, has to get in there, and they're behind them. Yep. And they're also tied with the Seahawks and the Commanders right now. Yep. Big game this week. Um, a, win, a win against the Commanders would be huge for your playoffs. Yep. If you lose this week, I'd say you got no, you got no chance. You are uh, probably 100% right. Yeah, I'm, must win. Yep. You are correct. Whole season comes down As of right now, though, you got all NFC's teams in the playoffs in the NFC. Absolutely wild to me. It's awesome. Good for them. Um, yeah, I mean, the Giants got off to a hot start. Like, I'm by no means a Giants fan. I wouldn't say they were, like, a sexy, fun team to watch, but it was kind of cool to see. It was kind of, like, defying the odds. Like, Saquon got hurt. He hasn't looked the same. Yeah, no shit. It's like I told my brother. I told my brother, I was like, Saquon isn't right anymore. We got no, we got no weapons to throw to, and the defense is banged up, and you, and offensive line is banged up, and you expect us to be the same we were in the beginning of the year. It's just not, it's not possible. (laughs) Not possible when you're playing really good competition as well. The receivers are actually real pathetic for the Giants. No shit, dude. What's your best receiver, Bellinger, the tight rookie tight end who came back this week? Uh, yeah. Besides Darius Slayton, yeah. Who, by the way, was like our fourth string heading into the year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, not good. Um, 
Kenny Galladay might have been one of the worst contracts given out in the recent years. I already said that. We don't need to talk about that. We do need to talk about this, though, before you go. Just real quick. Just one last thing before you go. I think I got enough time for it. Yeah, I should, for sure. Ah, bet you know what's coming, right, Rich? Um, We already did Russ talk. I feel like we're not going back to Knicks. We just did Giants. Oh, no, yes, I know what's coming. We're talking about Tom Brady. All right, so I just need to say a couple things before I actually talk about how pathetic this man's been playing, which I just find it really funny now that a lot of people are saying the stuff I've been saying about Tom Brady where it's like, come on, bro. Like, this stuff's been happening. The champion. It's like some 19-year-old trying to tell me, dude, Tom Brady's only won since he left the Patriots. I'm like, bro, he won one championship, and it was his first year in a COVID year, and he got carried by his defense and running. Just look into the context of the actual situation. I digress. Tom Brady was going through his divorce, right? This is the this is the best thing I find out of all this. A lot of people were like, oh, the Tom Brady guy. See, now this is where he's going to take off, man. This is where he's going to take off because this was all, this was in his head. Oh, no, no, hold on a second. Let me get this out. Let me fucking get this out because I told my girlfriend this was going to happen and it happened like no, two weeks it happened. Listen to this. Oh, Tom Brady, he got his divorce. This is where he's going to get all this stuff. Tom Brady's got a new girlfriend in two weeks, posting pictures with a new girl. Fucking Giselle's posting pictures with AB two weeks later. I mean, that's how I knew it was going to shake out. That's that's how I knew it was going to shake out. Anyways, you go look at everything shaking out. It's like, my girlfriend's like, oh, this is so sad. Oh, my God. How could this happen? I'm like, listen, she's going to be married next week. He'll be married in a month. Like, it's exact. This is what happens. These fucking... What do you think? You think it's just a soppy story like they fell out of love and they won't be together because he still wants to play football. They're just going to be alone for the rest of their lives? No. It's a a fucking joke. Anybody that tried to use that as an excuse is just fucking weak. And now what I see is Tom Brady actually being exposed for the first time in his entire career. Let me tell you how, Rich. Tom Brady's at a point where he he might win the division... Because of lack of other competition. Which is just an absolute fucking disgrace. Considering where Tom Brady's at in his career. But. The reason why Tom Brady is actually performing the way he is. And and the team is looking the way he is. Because I personally think for the first time ever. Tom Brady's like man I can't even win. I can't even win here. Even if he makes the playoffs. He knows he's not going to win. He knows he's not winning a Super Bowl. So that's, he sucks right now, bro. He That is the worst I've ever seen that man play. And I okay, I say he, he has no chance okay. to win. So what's he doing? Why is he even playing? He could have still had his girl. He could have been with his family. He could have been in San Fran. This dude is fucking out of his mind. This dude is out of his mind, bro. And I swear, when he retires three, five years from now now, it, this dude's career, everyone is going to look back at this dude, and it's just not going to be the same because this dude's just going to blow it up. I'm telling you right now, bro. I'm telling you right now. I already see it happening. Trending right my way. Off the cliff. Like Max Kellerman said. He's done though, bro. Fuck this dude. He's 45. Of course he's going to get worse. You don't get to do like that. See, he's getting worse. Bro. Hold on. Hold on. No, 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 no. See, this is what pisses me off. You can't say, oh, well, he's supposed to be looking worse because of his age. Bro, we've been... 
I've been telling you this with Tom Brady like three years in a row, bro. He won the Super Bowl at Tampa Bay. He left the Patriots. He wanted to show Belichick up. I thought it was the biggest storyline hanging in the NFL season. He won the fucking Super Bowl. Head out, bro. Head out. Like, you could have got right out. You could have been the best player of all time. You could have been whatever you wanted to be. Now, you decide to come back. You, you fucking look like shit. Everyone blames everybody else besides you. Now, all of a sudden, your right. team's barely making the playoffs. What? 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 How am I not right about this? You're never... It's literally like a broke clock right twice a day kind of thing. Like, yes, if you keep saying that he's going to regress, like, yes, he's going to eventually... Oh, my fucking God, bro. He's been regressing, though. Can we just admit that he's been regressing before this year? Oh, of course. No shit. Okay, yes. Okay, yes. So then... Okay. No, stop. I understand your point. Let me talk for a second. Your <sighs> your thing is like, I agree with you. A, him regressing goes like this. It's like a slow. It's this is how everyone regressing in sports goes for the most part. That's great, and it's like a big drop off at some point. This might be like the bigger drop off part. Like that is what happens. Like it's usually not like going going dead. Like no, that hasn't happened. He's gotten worse over the last few years. I'd say what we're seeing this year most closely resembles whatever it was, like 2019, where they had no receivers there. And that's not to say, like, oh, he's just as good as he was four or three years ago. Like, no, he's probably gotten worse because he's now 45 instead of 41 or whatever he was then. But it's, you know what? The team itself has been very bad. Hold No, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> fucking God, bro. Very bad. They have, they have zero run game. He has been awful. So, like, he has not helped the team. But, like, to sit here and be like, See, this is why he should retire. Like, dude, these are real people, not machines. The dude's allowed to be like, I want to still play football. Yes. Like, has he gotten worse? Bro. Have retired on okay. After winning last Hold on a second. Years ago? Sure. Hold on a second. This is where this is where I get literally into my bones so fucking mad because I I try to explain to every single person, including you, who comes on here and says this stuff to me, which I'm saying the people that hold Tom Brady as the best to ever do it. This guy, this guy is the greatest. This guy does it all. He's won the most. He's incredible. I've always said that this dude could not have won without decent running, defense, other teammates, weapons. Hold on. No, listen. No, listen. So now all of a sudden that shit's all fucked up. And it's that, it's that, it's that, uh, the defense's fault. It's the no running game's fault. It's the wide receivers aren't as good. It, it, in 2019, it was, I didn't have any weapons. That's my point. It's like, it's just, it's just like every other athlete, bro. You go take Pat Mahomes, you got rid of Tyree Kill, right? And everyone's like, oh man, he's going to fall off a cliff. He's going to fall off a cliff. How'd that work out? How'd that work out? It's like, if you're really that good, you're not going to fall off a cliff. My point with Tom Brady is he gets put on that level. That level of like, dude, you're you're good enough. You're you're supposed to be good enough to make people better around you, right? This is him. He decided to come back to do this. My point is, you can't, bro. You can't come back and then be like, oh well, dude. See, my my team's not good enough, bro. What do you expect me to do? I'm 45. That's what he's doing. You, you just, That's what he's fucking doing, dude. You just compared. You just compared him to current Patrick Mahomes, like. That's not the conversation we're having. Like you have, I think you have like this. No, 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 no. I'm comparing. I'm comparing prime Tom Brady to what is right now prime Patrick Mahomes. Right. Here, I'll Pr- say this for you right now because we're having two different arguments. I think if 
you want to say you strip away everything and do his career again, he's not the greatest quarterback ever because it wouldn't have turned out that way. Like this was like Bill Simmons always says this. If you play his career out 10 times, this was the best version of it, or this was the worst version of it. Like I'm with you in that. If you want to say you play Tom Brady's career out 10 times and he gets drafted 10 times, this is by far and away the best possible version of it. Like he doesn't do this everywhere else. Sure. Like no one can argue that that's very well possibly true. Like maybe same goes for like, Tim Duncan and like all these other people that like just ended up in the best franchises. Maybe same goes for Patrick Mahomes too, where he ends up with Andy Reid sits behind Alex Smith for a year. Like maybe we're looking at in some other world where we simulate this out a different way. All these guys are good, but not this great because they had things go right for them. Like I don't disagree with you on that, but I don't think we can argue things that way because that's I'm arguing like what's actually happened. Like yes, dude. Tom Brady is not who he used to be at all. Not even close. He has been the greatest quarterback we've probably ever seen in our life. Is he that right now? He is the same person. He is not the same quarterback. So when people refer to him as the greatest quarterback of all time, it is true. It has nothing to do with what he's doing this year. Like right now, he is like the 22nd greatest quarterback in the NFL. Oh my God, bro. <laughs> he's not the greatest quarterback. Jesus fucking Christ. So like yes. Yes. Uh, I mean, like, I think we're just kind of having different arguments. Like, I agree with you. Like, no one's looking at Tom Brady and being like, besides, like, uh, who is it, like, Collinsworth? It's always like, oh, my God. Oh, you see that throw? Justin Herbert. Tom Brady. Oh, my God. <laughs> doing the whole thing. Like, okay, like, he'll hype anything up. But I, it's no one thinks Tom Brady's, like, amazing right now. He's just, you know, he's the kind of, I think this is the best way to put it. The, the, the game they won. Okay, hold on. You're just you're just you're just making me more mad. Hold on. Let me just ask you one question. I just want to ask you. Let me ask you a question. Can I just ask you a question? Can I just ask you a question? Because this is my my only point. Do you see Tom Brady winning a championship and then being able to retire? Obviously not with the Bucks. So he's gonna have to do it somewhere else. It's gonna be next season, right? It's gonna be the season after that. Because he's talking about exploring free agency. Is it not? Is it not better to go out winning a championship? It, it, I mean, is that not? Of course, of course, of course. But like, not if you're not ready to. Because all of us view it as like, wait, you're at that age where you're supposed to. Like, you're not as good as you used to be. Now's the perfect time. But it's like, I don't know. If the dude wants to keep playing football, like, as bad as he looks, like, you're lying to me if you say there are 32 better quarterbacks than him. The way some of the quarterback play is back this year, like, there are at best you know, like 20, 20 or so quarterbacks that could be better than maybe less right now. So it's like, I get it. If he wants to keep playing, like, is it like what he should be doing from like a sports icon perspective of like, we think of like, you know, people going out, like maybe not on top, but like semi on top, like Jordan's teams were bad when he retired, but he was still pretty good kind of thing. Like we're hoping kind of that's where LeBron ends up being like Peyton went out on the Super Bowl, even though he was pretty trash that year. But like, it's what feels right for him to go out. Even last year, after they lost to the Bucks, the Bucks in the NFC Championship, or excuse me, lost to the NFC Championship. Like he played a pretty good game. Like, I think he had like 300 yards, three touchdowns. Like even that would have been like a fair, like going out pretty close to on top, going off. You know, one of the last four teams won a Super Bowl the year before. So like, I'm with you. It feels right for him to have retired. But like, I'm not gonna like hate on him because he hasn't. Like, is he getting? worse yeah but like i don't think that damages like his legacy really like it's almost this unfair area where like if you're gonna play this late and this is what you hate the most probably but lebron's gonna end up in this too like if you're gonna play this late like 
No one's gonna damage your. No life. shit, dude. You're that. Age forty-five. Why didn't you just? But it will. It will help it if you win. So no. You're kind of like no. Yeah. That no. It's fucking bullshit, dude. That's what you. No. That's why I'm, I'm fucking. I'm not gonna let that happen, bro. I'm not gonna let that happen. Sorry. LeBron's out there looking sorry and shit, and fucking the reason why the Lakers are losing games, which, by the way, to start off the year, that's what was happening. No, I'm not giving him a pass for that. What the fuck, dude? And I'm not giving Tom Brady a pass for being 5-7 and seven and barely making the playoffs and looking like shit and getting bounced in the first round at home, by the way. No, I'm not. I'm not fucking giving him a pass for that. I'm sorry. He decided to come back and, and, and give it another fight, man. We get... We got a chance for another ring. The eighth, eighth, TB8. Okay, no, fuck you, dude. Point. You decide to do that. This is how you're looking. Okay, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to talk about how you're looking. The worst in the league, probably. What? No, no, no. You deserve, you absolutely can talk about it. It's not like you can't <laughs> say how bad he's looking. Like, I agree. He I just agree. gets a pass, like you're saying, because he's 45, but that's not a pass no, to no, me. No, he could have no, just no, walked no. away. What the fuck? Let me say this. You, stop, stop. Do you think, I think you have LeBron as the best all time, right? Or are you Jordan? You have LeBron? I yeah, I th- yeah, I think LeBron deserves to be in a conversation. Yes, okay. yes. Okay, so my my flip to this is like, I probably have Jordan number one. I'm not going to argue someone if LeBron's number one. Like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, uh, I agree. If LeBron, these next three years, like, somehow, like, was playing most of the year and was on a 20-win team every year and was only putting up, like, 18 points, like, I wouldn't personally then be like, now it's probably like three or four. Listen, no, hold on a second. No, 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 no. Hold on a second, Rich. Hold on. Let me just finish the point. Let me, no, let me finish the point really quick. What he did in seasons to, like 38 to 40 to me does not, does not diminish what he did in seasons 23 to 35 because most people aren't playing at 38 to 40. If he's so good enough or decent enough to be playing there, like I'm not going to hold that against like his all-time ranks of like, Oh, you were so good that you had that much longevity, and your forty-five was other people's thirty-six and stuff like that. Like, yes, everyone hits their like down part of their career. Just for some of these icons, it's like eight, eight, five years later than some other people, and I'm not going to hold that against them. Yeah, but dude, hold on a second. No, see, this is this is where I get frustrated. LeBron misses the playoffs last year. You gonna are you holding that against him in in his career in his career uh, accolades achievement? Uh, he missed the playoffs. You're not holding that oh, against him, one, right? That's a one year thing. No, you're not. I'm just saying because people will, people will, people will in the argument with Jordan. They'll be like, dude, he missed the playoffs with the Lakers in fucking 2021. Like, oh, they can't even make the playoffs. Like, that's, but that's what I'm saying. no, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, and Tom Brady, if Tom Brady misses the playoffs somehow, which is possible, by the way. Possible for him to miss the playoffs. That's not a disappointment. That's not an absolute disappointment for Tom Brady. He's going to scrap that off. It's like, ah, man, no, you know what? I came back. Sorry, dude. You know what? No problem. We'll run it back again next year. Like, no, dude, you don't have many years left to run it back. Like, what? What are you talking about? Like, that's the whole point of this thing. I feel like we end up in these, like, talk show kind of. I know, but that's why I get so mad, bro. It's the same shit with LeBron. I completely agree. But Tom Brady gets held on that same level. But now, all of a sudden, I see Tom Brady getting getting passes and shit for playing like shit. And the team being absolutely terrible. Are people going to to hate on LeBron for missing the playoffs last year and probably this year, too? To be fair, hold on. To be fair about LeBron, though. To be fair about LeBron, I was saying, I was asking you some of the same stuff, bro. I'm like, dude, like LeBron and not looking the same, bro. And I and and we expect that, right? He's getting older. No shit. But listen, but listen. <laughs> that that's that's what it is. That's what it is. So it's like, 
if you're missing the playoffs, that's got. If you're missing the playoffs, that's got to count for something, bro. I understand, but dude, if you're missing the playoffs, it's got to count for something. When we have the all-time, it counts towards talking about it that year. You deserve to get talked about and like, wow, they messed this up. Like Brady and them, like huge disappointment, enormous. Like the Panthers, the Saints, and whatever other fucking team. Falcons, yeah. (laughs) Falcons, yeah. Like that's pathetic. You should be two, three games ahead of everyone else with the roster you have. However, for those of us that do more than just look at the box score, like I know you do, I know you're watching all the games. Like they have the worst rushing attack in the game. We all know it's really hard to succeed as a quarterback when your team cannot run the ball at all. So like, I'm not just gonna sit here and be yes, like, dude. Fucking, it's all hold on. Like, do I think? Do I think Tom Brady? I agree with you. Listen, pal. Like, Listen, okay. pal. This what is my point. Hold on a second. Let me get this in because I know you got to go. That is my point, which is you make my point every time we have this this argument or debate or whatever you want to call it, which is, well, his running game is literally the worst in the league right now. I've literally said he couldn't win the Super Bowl without playoff Lenny. He needed playoff Lenny to win the Super Bowl. People be like, no, dude, it's all Tom Brady, dude. Tom Brady. He brings the... All right, I'm done with this. I'm done with it. Dude. And then you say and say things I never said. I literally just said to you, I agree with you before when you said that. He could not win a Super Bowl without the running game. And you're like, no, you said like, no. I'm not saying you. I'm saying people. I'm saying people say that it's all Tom Brady. But now those same people will be like, well, his running game ain't good. His running game ain't good. The defense ain't good. I don't give a shit what Skip Bayless or whoever else is fucking saying about Tom I know you don't, I, and it ain't just him, but you're, yeah, you're right, that's fine. So, okay, so going back to the whole point, everything everything I, everything I said is like, yes, he can't win without all, all of that. Like, do you know any quarterback who's super successful without, like, somewhat of a running game? Like, yeah. No, Mahomes, no, like, for like, sure. Like, it's probably the only one I'm thinking of. Like, quarterbacks need a running game to be successful, so it's like, I don't think we could just hone in on that. I think, like, the lazy thing to do, like, the stuff you're referencing, like, the talk show stuff, is, like, to be like, see Tom Brady, see LeBron James. And it's like, okay, like, anyone, you're out of your mind if you're looking at the Lakers from, like, this year, years in the future, and going, like, you know, say Anthony Davis gets hurt, or last year when Anthony Davis was hurt, like, oh, what was, LeBron, what was LeBron doing? How weren't they in the playoffs? It's like, oh, well, the second best player was uh, Austin Reeves, so that that's actually how they weren't in the playoffs it's like they, we can't just look at these one guys and be like see they fucked it up that's my whole thing I, yes up. i agree Tom brady has been so much worse so much worse this year than i would have expected the bucks have been so much worse than i would have expected they deserve whatever slander or talk you want to give to them about that but i don't think the conversation should be like well tom tom brady fucked it all up it's like well i don't know you see brought whatever his name is, Brock Purdy doing fine on the 49ers. Like, I'm sure if the Bucks had some sort of run game and the receivers were getting a little bit more open, even though they do have some good receivers, Mike Evans hasn't looked good. Like, it would look better. I'm sure if they had a quarterback better than Tom Brady, it would look better. <laughs> so it goes, I don't know, it goes both ways to me on the whole thing. Like, I, I don't think, I think Tom Brady is a, you know, I, don't, I wouldn't know, we'd have to list it out, but I'd still guess he's somewhere in like the 12... 
20 range of quarterbacks if we were ranking them. I'm saying that totally spitballing. Like, he's not a top 10 guy. He's by no means a top 10 quarterback. Not even close right now. But you know what? This is not this guy where it's like, oh my God, he shouldn't have a roster spot. You know, this is why this is. Even when Tom Brady was in his prime, my argument was always you go put Tom Brady on any team you want, any team you want, any roster you want. He ain't going to win. He's winning because he's with the Patriots. He's winning because he's with the Patriots. Right? He left the Patriots. He won on his own. Right? He won on his own. They had a top five defense. They had a top running back in the league. They have a top wide receiver unit. Right? They have all that. But now all of a sudden that's not working. It's like, well, bro, he's he's got nothing around. Like, my point is, Tom Brady, like, you go take... LeBron James right now, and you go put him on any roster in the NBA, any roster in the NBA, you go put him on the Bucks. you got them winning the championship, right? If you go take Tom Brady, you go put him on the Eagles, are they winning the they winning the Super Bowl still? Are the Eagles winning the Super Bowl if Tom Brady was their quarterback? No, fuck that, no. No. Yeah, I know you need to go. That's fine. I'm glad you came through. I got some of my... You can play someone in at many positions. If you put LeBron in on any other basketball team, he's making that basketball team better. Clearly, if you put Tom Brady in at quarterback for a team that's had a better quarterback, he's not making them better. He can only play the quarterback position. You can't just put him on the floor as one of the five guys on the floor. <sighs> You're a fucking piece of, piece of like, work. Yes, that's not really a fair argument to that. Bro. It's like being like, uh, kind of like who's, a, who's a kind of top quarterback, right? Like, oh, like. You put Justin Herbert on any team, he doesn't just make any team better. Like, put Justin Herbert on the Chiefs, he doesn't make him better. Like, okay, yeah, but he makes the other 28 teams better, or 28 teams of the 31 teams better, probably. Oh so like, God. I don't know. I, it, it's a tough comparison to quarterback to any other All right, I got to try and get my – I got to try and – once my card clears, I got to get my guy's rating up, and then I want to see if he's any good, so I'll hit you up. I've been trying to grind him a little bit. Oh, God, I haven't, I haven't hopped a 2K in a hot minute. For this yeah, that's what I figured. You don't even play video games anymore. Neither do I. But there's a lot of people that play still play COD. video games. Kind of funny. You play COD? I play COD. Oh, yeah. my God. Uh, Barry, Barry, Barry and I have been playing, like, you know, every other night or so. All right. Is there a, uh, yeah, pla- is there a place to park at the train station at your joint or no? There is. If you wanted, you could park here and Uber over, but like, it'd truthfully, probably be easy for you to park at the Stanford Station. Yeah. All yeah, right. It's a parking garage. Like, you can just put Stanford Train Station or Stanford Stanford Train Station parking in Google or Waze or Maps or whatever, and it's the parking garage like on top of it. All right. Copy that. Yeah. Maybe I'll hit you All up. Right, see I'll if you're around. Up. Yeah. Yeah. What time's the game? I don't know, 7.30. I'm off that day, so I'll probably go down early or something. But maybe catch you for a lunch break Tuesday next week. Yeah, let me know. Yeah, I'll see what's good. Um, All right, man. Thanks for coming through. Glad we got to catch up and shit. For sure. All right, be good. Good chat. I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Richie Dingbat. Love him. Good kid. Good fucking kid. I always have much love for Rich, considering back when I was still hooping, 
Rich was my only running mate on my hoop team. He's the only one I had. Besides, uh, well, I guess we always say <laughs> Kevin Rand and Will Santola. You know, it's just funny to me, bro. <laughs> it really is just such a weird thing to me. Even like I'll run into a guy I knew from high school at the place that I work now. And it's like, damn, haven't seen you in 10 years. What the fuck is going on with my laptop? This shit is weird. Sorry about that, people. And, you know, they basically look the same. I'm sure I'm sure I look the same from 10 years ago. <laughs> Minus the mullet action that I got going now. I don't even think people can see it because I got my hood up here on the Twitch stream. But... Just happy to make it back here for the pod today. Get a little bit of the thoughts out to the people. It's been it's been hard trying to get some of these thoughts together, sports, non-sports related, and just thinking about random people that I've met in my life that I'll, like I said, never see again, never talk to again, or maybe I will, or who knows. I mean, it's just such a weird aspect, man. I see things every day that remind me so much of the trauma that that I've been through and it's just it's just hard for me man to really keep going and stay on the right path and I've been trying my best man I really do I fight like hell every every day really it's a fucking battle and I've been you know with this year coming to an end I really did a lot this year not as many podcasts as I normally would but a lot in a sense to where as much as the podcast brings some happiness to me and distraction and all that stuff that I've talked about. Um, I got back and doing some other things that I enjoy. Um, random things like feeding the birds and having some flowers outside, just random shit that no one can really appreciate. Um, unless that's something you like. And you know, at the end of the day, I've been talking about this so many times here on the podcast where it's like, Life is just so short where if you're not doing shit that you like and that you want to be doing, then it's just you're missing out. You're, you're missing out when any day, any time, that could be your time. And it's just, it's a sad way to look at shit, but it's the way you should probably look at shit. And I'm grateful every day, man. I really am. I'm grateful every day to still be here, even though <laughs> it's hard. Um... The one thing going back to as long as I can remember that I was scared of the most was dying (laughs) and makes sense with how I feel about people dying Uh, because it it affects me, man. It really does. I don't care if you're a stranger, if you're, (laughs) you know, famous or not. It's we're all the same to me. Um always fighting for more love for more equality for less division less hate and i just haven't been seeing a lot of that and it's hard when you feel like you don't have a lot of support for what you're doing or things like that you're out doing stuff on your own or trying to come here and talk to people and express some of your feelings on your own it's hard man it's hard and That's why I give a lot of credit to these people that do that stuff every day for a living, even though they make plenty to do that. It's it's a crazy environment where people always got something bad to say about you without ever (laughs) 
even doing what you are doing like it's just that's just weird to me bro like i i is my, i don't like doing going to the gym but i don't talk shit about people that go to the gym <laughs> like i don't know that's just weird to me like i ain't gonna fucking come in and be like and personally attack people like i've been attacked recently because i have a podcast and not enough people listen to it like i don't know that's just weird to me that shit just rubs me the wrong way where i'm just like all right like what's going on in your day bro that you got to be that mean to somebody when you actually don't know what's going on in their life as well and yeah that's been a challenge for me man getting back here on the seggy station to talk anything sports non-sports but I'm never going to quit. That is something I've said here on the podcast. And I know for a fact. I may take a year off. Who knows? But I'll be back here at some point. As long as they don't shut me down. See you all next time on the Station. Peace and love. Be safe out there.